podcast along with Bart Archer. I'm Pete Wagner. Brett McCoy's public house right now as uh, we queue up another program. we got a great one for you here. This is the one everybody's been waiting for. We debated what we were going to do, and we decided to come out with the Class 2A preview this week. We'll do the Class 1A preview next week. We're doing the 2A preview because why? We have Benilde St. Margaret's and Edina squaring off on Monday to open up our season of live streaming right here at the MNHockey.tv. So uh, without further ado, Bart, you know, let's you know get into that. But you know, we've got some other business to take care of. And, and one of the things I'm thinking of is, you know, the Minnesota Wild. We have to touch into them. The Gophers being swept by Penn State on their own turf. That's a tough one to take. We're going to hear from Ian Scheid. He, of course, is uh, the man, the myth, the legend, four-year letter winner at Blaine. Defenseman, of course, his brother Eric was a pioneer and a trailblazer at Penn State who played among their first teams. And look at him now. And then uh, we're going to also hear from Troy Stutz, or I'm sorry, hits his dad, Derek Stutz, who has a, a very cool uh, business. It's basically shave club for men business for blades on their skates. Do you have the removables, Bart Archer? Or no, do you I do have, not. Do you have the old CCM's uh, Timmy Young no tube steels uh, from 1977? No, mine are actually updated a little bit. They aren't removable, but uh, I do have the Bauer. I'm a little partial to the Bowers, but uh, but no, I, I, I think that... Uh, you can tone it down a little bit. Okay. So even though it's loud in here, the microphone's picking up. I can't help it. I know. See, you're the professional. I'm just, well, I'm just, I'm just I'm here for the eye candy. The red, the people are just paranoid right now. Well, to answer your question, happening. no, no, my uh, blades are not removable, but they are sharp. Are they double? No, not anymore. <laughs> Probably migrate back to that soon enough. Phenomenal. So uh, we'll, we'll hear from him on his great business, and uh, we're going to give him a little bit of a push here from the Overtime Hockey Podcast. I also have a little bit of news to bring to you as well. Um, We're going to be doing a live video stream, (coughs) whether you like it or not, Bart Archer. When? On December 8th on a Sunday from 10 to 12 at Joe Sensor's Kitchen and Bar and Grill, whatever you call it, over on 494 in France. It's going to be a fundraiser for Wishes and More. Your guy, Tom Reed, is going to be uh, hosting with us. I'm in. Uh, we are working on bringing in Don Beaupre, Jack Carlson, and your guy, Brad Maxwell. Oh, Maxie. So we've I've got actually some, met uh, him. NHL He's a very nice man. Things we want to take care of. And I think the bigger thing, too, is, Bart, we really, I think it's important for us to get this out there that um, we're raising money for Wishes and More, which is a big deal to uh, Joe Sensor and also to Tom Reed. Uh, I've challenged all six of our teams, calling them the original six, that we cover, yep. and uh, they're doing their own little fundraising effort. They're going to get a little bit of a bid on the show. It might be captains, it might be uh, coaches and captains, or just captains. And we're going to talk to them about their season and you know all of the all of the above, if you will. So, so that's going to be a really uh, good scenario. Is two hours going to be enough? I know it's going to be action packed. Um, we understand that Chad Volmers is going to be joining us uh, as the director of the show. <laughs> There's why, a bit why, of inside humor share, to that why one. Why don't you share a little bit of, about the old history and you know why you know our overtime show, how that thing shook down and, and how it worked? Well, uh, I guess it started back when there was cable TV and there were local cable systems, not the big Comcast. It was Rogers Cable at the time, but they, they, they actually uh, had their studio in the Edina Community Center and they just had a couple rooms and such. But what we did is we took one of those rooms we actually built a stage, went to Menards, got some lumber, and built a stage and put some posters up and, and had a live hour-long TV show. Well, we went above that, and then we went off the board and went out and did a, a, a live stream from Scoreboard Lounge out in uh, lovely Minnetonka or Hopkins, whatever it was. Uh, but it actually went very, very well. We were well ahead of our time. 
uh, beyond ahead of our time. And did you remember? Do you remember that wood? Do you remember that wood backdrop that we did? Derek, Derek Stutz just popped in here, Mister Dollar Shave Club for hockey skate. Uh, skate. Should we just like let's move this around and just bring him on right now because we're vibing here with this very packed house. There's a lot of uh, there's a I'd say there's a lot of female talent in here down the rail that are right about your age. Oh my Do you want to go word! Mix and my word! Show me how it's done, big man. Why don't you attend uh, to business and I'll excuse myself for a while, show, okay? Show, show me your chops. You couldn't just say let's just excuse you for a little bit. You had to <laughs> embellish this a little bit more. I, I guess we'll see how we do. There's no embellishing. Come on in, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. We'd like to also remind you that uh, today's coverage is presented in part by American Family Insurance and also Tradition Companies. You can check out Tradition Companies at traditionco.com. Coming up later on in the show, we're going to hear from Ian Shy, the defenseman from Minnesota State Mankato, the Maverick stud defenseman. 121 straight games he's played his entire career, hasn't missed one. Longest such running streak in the NCAA. Blaine, Minnesota's very own, so we'll hear from him. And then we're also going to hear from Tim Kolaminen, Breakdown Sports USA's guru, the man who can really uh, light it up in terms of who's who in high school hockey. But before we go any further, let's bring him in now. Derek Stutz is here. I think we got a little film. Is this live on Facebook, or what are we doing? No, oh, not yet. Instagram? <laughs> I want more than that. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Derek, you know, I, I, you got a really, really cool product. I obviously met your father through uh, RJM Construction, and yeah. looks like they're working on a project for us at the St. Louis Park Rec Center. That's what I talked to him yesterday. Forward. He was talking about uh, getting you guys set up over at the community center. It was quite cool. It was really, really fun. Awesome. So, you have something for uh, old timers like Bart and I who have been removed haven't bought a new pair of wheels in quite some time but the, the skate industry has changed obviously and those that are listening to this are saying well duh but for those that don't know why don't you fill us in on how the skates are prepared and, and or how they're set up and how that works and then at the same point can you also um, uh, give us the, the background name of your company and how it got started so start with the skates first and then go into who you are Sure. Um, well, I appreciate you having me on, the, uh, here, on, the, on the show. Um, so for those out there that aren't familiar with uh, the hockey skate world, Bauer, uh, within the last five years, they came out with a hockey skate holder that allows the blades to release with the pull of the trigger on the back of the skate. And you probably have seen it you know, on the pro hockey benches. You see the equipment managers kind of jumping on the bench if a player loses an edge. Pulls trigger, swaps out a fresh set of steel right there on the ice for him, so that way he doesn't get a chance to miss a shift or anything like that. And so the whole idea around the business was to try and create some sort of a service to save people time. And so after um, after a long wait at a pro shop before I had to ref a hockey game uh, here locally for the Minneapolis Public Parks, um, I came in and they said, "Hey, Derek, that's going to be you know an hour wait." And so I thought to myself, I was like, well, there's got to be something you guys can do to help a ref out. And so fortunately, they were uh, kind enough to kind of usher my skates to the front of the sharpening line and uh, got me taken care of into the Do you the know game. who I am? <laughs> kind of one of those. I figured I could pull one of those cards of, hey, yeah, I'm a ref, sure. you know, help, help a yeah. guy out. And, um, so that was just, I, I kind of got the thinking on the way there. I'm like, there's got to be something better than, than just always going to the shop and just keeping your fingers crossed, is it going to be a 10-minute wait, or am I going to have to drop them off and, and come back later on tonight? And so 
I, I got on to um, looking at the newer skates and just kind of seeing what they had out there for technology and saw that the blades came out of the skates and I'm like, well, I got to be able to create some sort of a service. You know, a lot of, it seems like uh, the... I don't want to call it the industry, but it just seems society in general is kind of moving towards the membership or subscription kind of boxes, and I figured sure. there could be some sort of a good solution here to be able to maybe you know swap the steel in and out without having people to even go to the pro shop anymore. And so I did some uh, ran some numbers and was able to kind of make it make sense. It modeled up for yeah, you. Yeah, it? it modeled up uh, modeled up well, and so I, that was kind of what launched uh, Sharp Skate Club and. The idea is that I offer, you know, a couple different membership packages. If you have to um, sharpen, you know, twice a month or three times a month, or if you have like a family that has multiple sharpenings or different skate sizes or anything like that, and just to kind of offer and say, hey, I have a, a new solution to save parents a ton of time uh, from having to kind of make the trip back and forth every week to the pro shop. I know there's even kids that'll do it, you know, two times a week. Sure. So, wanted to be able to offer a solution that both helped them save them time and some money from going back and forth all the time to um, being able to order it from their phone, have their kids even use, log in the account and order their sharpening when they know they need it. Uh, what kind, kind of, of feedback stuff. are you getting right now uh, from your customers? Now, you, you yeah. and I have spoken that yeah. a lot of it's out of the metro or Minnesota area. It's out of state. So you're getting people from all over the country. That's the hard part, to take a company national. You know, I mean, you would think, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but to bring Absolutely. it back, but, but what kind of feedback are you getting from your typical customer? The, the feedback has been nothing but awesome. They love the fact that the, the sharpenings are consistent, that they can rely on myself to, to sharpen the skates by hand and, and send it out to them in a reasonable amount of time. And a lot of these these players and skaters, they live in, in hockey markets that are, are, are new, uh, frankly. You know, Las Vegas, they just got the Golden Knight team. And so now that their youth hockey program is picking up, I like up, to call them national. evolving markets. Evolving markets. Yeah. I like that. I like that phrase. So these evolving markets are, are starting to realize, well, there's a, a shortage in, in sharpeners or guys that are good at doing it. And so they able to find my website, fortunately, and yeah. um, I offer a free month trial just that way people can kind of say, hey, this, this setup really works and I, I like it. And uh, a lot of players seem to be ordering, it seems like the sharpenings happen every Monday. Um, for some reason, maybe after the weekends, and, and they just like the idea that I can, they can go on their phone, order it, and then I send it out to them, and they send it back to me. So now, you know, I'm not a uh, skate sharpening expert, but I know hockey pretty well. Yeah. I call myself a hockey expert. Self-proclaimed. <laughs> I mean, who cares? In my own world, I am. But I do know, I've heard a lot of talk about, you know, you need the boot, you know, from a heat thing and all of that, and, you know, or, or there's something... When you do these blades, do you have sort of like a shoe you put them into? How do you do that? So, being that they're free steel, like you're saying, yeah. I have a, um, a custom Skateworks is the the company out of St. Louis. They make these holders that actually they act like the boot, basically. Yeah. They act like the blade runner, um, and so I basically am able to lock in the blade, lock that into my tri clamp, and then sharpen from there. You know, rocker used to be a big word. You know how people wanted that. Yeah. Is, is that as much today, or is it less? I mean, do you have to get involved that deeply with it? Yeah, I've kind of heard mixed mixed reviews on that. I think that the players that are playing at a really elite level that are set in their, I'm a forward, I'm a defenseman, yeah. and guys that are playing a lot of hockey, 
they they tend to favor the rockering, you know, whether it be a plus or minus a degree, depending on again what position they play. Whereas my service is more of just it's a it's the general rocker. It's a typical 12 foot radius um, that comes factory from Bauer um, that most skaters or players can skate on without without any problems or notice any difference. So you're not getting a lot of uh, oh, you know I gotta have this I gotta have you're getting get me get two good edges get me three or four of them. And um, you're you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty sweet. That's really good. So, um, in terms of uh, if I'm a customer, do I do I order? I mean, I buy a pair of pair of wheels, right? Yep. Skates. And um, do I get the Blade Runners that are in there? And then do I have to buy extra? Do you provide those? How does that work? So how the blade exchange is what I call it. Uh, the works. blade exchange. <laughs> it's a blade exchange. Yeah, you're me, man. This is good. Yeah. Um, so you typically you're going to get a set of steel with the uh, with the skates when you buy them, and typically the shop or wherever you purchase them from will sharpen them for you. When you sign up for a membership, right away I'll send you an extra set of steel, and that's what's going to be your kind of interim steel or your your backup set, your extra set at, at no additional charge. Sure. So all the steel with the membership is free with the membership wow. to use. Essentially, you don't keep it, though, so if you were to cancel, you have to send it back um, to me. Uh, and, so and nobody's canceled, so nothing to worry about. No, not yet. <laughs> knock, on, knock on wood. Well, that's me knocking on wood. I, I went live January 1st of last oh. year. Um, and, and as far as you're concerned, are, are you pleased with how the business has uh, been going, and how are you marketing it? Yeah, I would say that it's a, it's a big question. I would say, yes, I'm happy with how it's going, but no, I can always have more members in the sense that I want to be able to get this into more Never satisfied. Players. Never satisfied. Yeah. But, but, but it's so are you still repping? Yeah, yeah, okay, absolutely. Yes. What, what levels do you rep in? Uh, they're all, it's U15, U11, um, like I said, park and rec hockey. Are you going to be at the cake eater? Okay, no. I'm running that tournament, so I'd be all over you. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I need added. Yeah. So, um, okay, then, what, what's the best way for me to get a hold of you? Well, I'm on social media, um, Sharp Skate Club on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, all those what's big your Twitter handle? Uh, Sharp Skate Club is the Twitter yeah. handle. At Sharp Skate, uh, yep, you got it. Or our website's www.sharpskateclub.com. Yeah, yeah, that's... that's uh, okay, that's great. And then there's just a simple way for people to work through your, your deal. And, and yeah, I have an um, explainer video right on the homepage when you great get to the video. site. Where you can just you hit play, kind of... That's the aha moment where you're like, yeah, I really want to try something else out different. So well, yeah, we're going to be ripping that video something. through some of our, um, our other stuff that we do, too. Yeah, so uh, awesome. when, I'm doing, when I'm doing the uh, high school uh, hockey games, I'm going to be throwing in there. Just because it's awesome content, man. It's really well done. I mean, that's a Thank really you. good video. I, it's excellent. <laughs> I, I'm like, okay. I looked at it. Your dad told me about it. I, well, then you called me. Then you sent me the, the uh, email. I looked at it. Oh, okay, I can do this. This yeah. is pretty sweet. So, um, you know, I have to tip my cap to I love entrepreneurs. I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Uh, grind your business. Make it happen. Pivot when you need to. Don't fall in love with one way of doing things. Have your business plan. Follow it. But there will always be, uh, and this guy right here knows all about pivoting in business when things change. He's the master of the pivot. <laughs> We're talking, of course, about Marty Collins, owner of the McCoy's Public House. who just ran out the door. Oh, that, yeah. okay. He, you wouldn't know he's the owner when you free chill. No, I like uh, that. Yeah, he's, he's one of us. That's one what of I say. He's one of us. One of us. So, yeah, that's great. So, all right, well, that's great, uh, Derek. Terrific deal, and uh, you know, if there's anything else you want to add, 
that I missed on your pitch. No, that's uh, that's quite it. I just I, I hope those out there listening just at least check out the site and give us a chance to you know change your mind and be your skate sharpener. If you're an entrepreneur, a young entrepreneur, you have a business and you have something in the hockey world that I think makes a difference and has an impact, I'll always bring you on this show and I'll always try to find a way to work with you because uh, I've scrapped for 15, 16 years, gotten to a pretty good spot right now and I am here to help you in any way I can and uh, we'll continue to do so, maybe if that's at the team level, getting you engaged with some of the teams or or whatever it yep. may be at the high school levels and those types of things. So hopefully our listeners that do check this out will get a handle on that. Give me your website one more time. It's uh, www.sharpskateclub.com. Derek Stutz, the man, the myth, the legend. We're going to come back, Bert Archer <laughs> and I, along with Tim Pullamine, and breaking down the class AA preview. This is the one all of everybody's been waiting for. For some reason, they care about what we think. I don't know why, but here we go. That's right, buddy. We'll be back right after this. We will never fully understand what we've asked of you or your families, asking you to put yourself in harm's way to endure it all. But we do understand that it's our turn, our duty, to keep you secure for the rest of your life. Wounded Warrior Project long-term support programs help our most severely ill or injured veterans live independently, at no cost, for life, so that they might stand at ease. Join us at findwwp.org. It's time for our WCHA segment. We're going to bring in Ian Shy, the defenseman from Minnesota State Mankato. The Ma- Mavericks, the senior defenseman, has been impressive. He is an academic All-WCHA last year, third-team All-WCHA player uh, as well. And uh, he was a former Blaine Bengal who played four seasons. He was a four-year letter winner there. And uh, he's also played in every game he has played so far uh, in his college career. That's 121 straight, which is the longest such streak in the nation. Uh, Ian, I know you're busy. Uh, you've had an off week, and you're probably uh, catching up on homework, I'm sure. How are you? <laughs> I'm pretty good, Pete. Thanks for, uh, thanks for calling. Oh, that's great. Thanks for coming on board, man. So uh, your club, unanimous number one ranked in the USCHO and the uh, USA coaches polls. And you know, I'm sure you guys talk about it all the time where it's you know not about where your number is now, but it's where it is at the end of the year. But it's got to be pretty validating after the season you had last year. You've got a ton of talent back uh, again this year. And here you guys are. How well are you guys playing right now 10 games into the season? Yeah, I think uh... – as of lately, we've been kind of getting on a roll. We've been playing a full 60. Uh, we struggled with that early on, getting a complete game. But I think uh, two weeks ago versus Tech, I think we completed that. And we've been kind of just kind of trying to raise the bar each weekend. You know, Bowling Green's been a bit of a, a problem for you along the way. And, you know, you had the tough overtime loss in the uh, earlier part of the season. And, you know, you'll probably be seeing them again down the road. And, you know, other than that one little blemish, it's been a really nice run for you guys. And um, you know, when you come out of a break like that, do you guys, you know, w- what is your practice tempo like? What are you guys doing for the, the week between those two games or those two series? Uh, yeah, last week uh, we kind of did some small area games and we uh competitive stuff we kept kept uh track of stats you know just to get uh the boys fired up and but then uh coming into this week yeah we you know get get back to pace and playing with energy and stuff like that to get back into the weekend you know so back to that 121 straight games you know longest such uh streak in college hockey you know, that's impressive because you get hit with pucks, your defenseman, your block and stuff, and sticks are here and there and everywhere. And, 
you know, there's obviously been some things you've played through, I'm sure, along the way. But, you know, for Ian, what for you has been the key to uh, maintaining that consistency of being in the lineup? Yeah, I'd have to give a quick shout-out to our trainers. A trainer management does a great job of uh, working on guys during the week and making sure um, getting the body right just to be able to make it through a game and be successful on the ice and you know, they do a great job at Mankato and they have all the resources to help, you know, maintain your body and get through a season. So that's uh, w- pretty much it. Words of a true champion deflecting and giving praise to others. Very impressive, Ian. I love it. Um, your team was a 31 season last year. They went 32, eight and two, won the WCHA championship over Bowling Green in overtime. And um, then you found the first round of Providence by a score of six, three last year. So as a group, obviously you left a little early and felt like you could go deeper and want to do more. Um, has that in any way uh, been a little bit of pain that's fueled the summer and, and into the season? Or do you guys just look past that and say, you know what, this is a new year, let's go? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we take it as a you know learning experience and, you know, learn from what went wrong in the past, the past two that we've been in with Duluth and uh, Providence. And you know, we definitely keep it as motivation, and, but we're, we definitely moved on. We're looking forward to this year and what, what's in store for us coming ahead. You know, of the four teams that you've played with here at Mankato, um, what stands out the most to you about this one as far as being different from the other three? I think um, with this year, this was, there's so many great players and guys coming in and out of the lineup. I think they can uh, contribute whoever puts that sweater on. Just, we're so, uh, so much depth in our uh, lineup this year so it's nice to have how's your german i mean you got you got what three yeah. players from germany it's kind of wild you know you don't really see that in the ncaa so much but i mean when you talk about those especially to I me mean, is it is it uh, michaelis or michaelis i'm not sure how to say his last name it's, but uh michaelis michaelis i mean with those two guys i mean they are so talented and and can bury and pick up a lot of points for you guys along the way goals assists etc i mean how invaluable have they been to you offensively as a group yeah, it's great having those guys. They're, they're in my class. I've been with them since the start, and it's just it's incredible watching them in practice and seeing the stuff that they do. Mark and Tumi, Mark is just—he's just so skilled, and he's a great playmaker. And he can also—he's a great finisher. And Tumi's—he's he, got it all. You know, he's—he's he's a little jitterbug out there. He can—he can hit, and he can—you know—stick handle and shoot. And he's—they those two just. Uh, they work really well together, and you can see it on the ice. The terrific one-two punch, no question. And, you know, I think about another teammate that you had, if obviously it's uh, former Blaine Bengal, uh, uh, Dallas. I've never known how I said his last name. you got to help me on his his last name as well. Um, it's uh, Durads. Okay, okay, got it. And um, we, we always screwed it up whenever we did the high school games. But he was one of your ex-coach, uh, former coach Dave Oss's favorite players, and he just loved his grit and his character. And, you know, I mean, obviously you've played with him and, you know, it doesn't mean you guys have to be best of buddies on this team, but, you know, have you had a relationship that's carried over from your days at Blaine together or how has that worked for you two? Yeah, it's been, it's been great. You know, it's always nice coming into a team and knowing someone before you get there just makes the transition easier, getting to know the guys. And I was here before Dallas came in, so me and Dallas talked a lot that summer coming in. What, what's it like? You know, what do we expect? And it's just, uh, it's really, you know, it's really gone, grown, and it's fun to see. You know, 
Um, Dallas brings a brings a fun fun um, he's a pr- fun person to have in the locker room. You know, he's loud and, and he's energetic in the locker room and on the ice, as you can see. He's one of those great character guys, no question. So, um, entering your season uh, as your senior. If you were to look back over these uh, three plus years, uh, how has the experience been for you? Has it been what you've expected or more? And uh, kind of share your feelings on that. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's flown by pretty fast. You know, it feels like yesterday I was a freshman living in the dorms, but <laughs> it's been uh, yeah, it's been great. You know, they always say uh, best four years of your life, and you know. It's, pretty much really lived up to it it's a great time you know i love uh waking up every day and hanging out with my classmates and my teammates and just going to the rink every day and coming home and hanging out with them and just um i have a lot of great memories i can look back on with my time here at minnesota state no question and obviously your brother eric i call him kind of a a trailblazer, uh, being one of the first at Penn State. Look at them now. I mean, it's incredible how quick that uh, university has picked up the uh, hockey and taken it to another level. And, of course, your father, Jim, played at the University of Wisconsin in the mid-'70s, and uh, he was also a baseball player there, played at Rochester John Marshall. And, you know, obviously he passed away, I believe it was 2015, with a bout with cancer. And I'm sorry about that, obviously. And um, I'm sure he had a huge impact on you. And you have a really cool tribute with your stick that that you have can you share that with our listeners about what you do in, in memory of your dad who is a such a key influence to you growing up yeah yeah thanks for that and uh so on my side of my stick i have uh I write down slip and then on the back i put 23 he was 23 in college and his buddies um he's a walk in and a walk on at Wisconsin, and he's kind of smaller he didn't weigh much and his buddies joked because uh, he was so slippery in the corners. It was hard for all these big guys to big guys to get, get him, you know, get the puck from him. So his nickname in college was Slip. And so his senior year, a bunch of the fans made a a big bed sheet, and they had Slip shining away for his nice. senior year. So it's pretty fun so a little tribute you know a little good luck for me out there on the ice that's really nice you know you never forget those things and you know ha- have you and eric spoken much since you know he's been done for a while obviously and uh you know he was a heck of a player he was a forward but uh it's still the game do you guys talk much about that yeah so yeah he comes to my games now he's able to watch me play so it's nice you know he was kind of a he was a stepping stone, you know, he was, you know, first one in the family to play in juniors and then the college route. So, I mean, not the first in college route, but, you know, he was able to help me out and just kind of guide me and just give me some advice. And, you know, after games sometimes, so just tell me what he sees, you know, having a you know, better stick going into the, into the wall or corner, you know, just stuff like that, you know, he helps out and kind of gives me his well, uh, two cents. So you know, those little nice. things, those little things you can never underestimate. And when you put them in play and they actually get results, it's pretty awesome. And then hopefully you remember that, and then you can pass that on to your kids and, you know, kind of so forth mm-hmm. and so on. So on that note, I'm going to ask you one final question here. Um, you know, there's obviously plenty of young players out there, younger and in high school who would love to be on the stage that you are. Um, what, what advice would you give them I mean, as far as, how to take this process because you know it's not easy and it, it's also not for everyone but obviously everyone would like to give it a shot what would you say to them 
yeah, I'd say, you know, just uh, I'd say work hard and, you know, never give up. You know, there's so many players on our, our team right now that they started their careers off in the North, North American League just getting cut from the SHL. And, you know, I, I've gotten cut from teams and, you know, you just you kind of feel down, but, you know, you just got to you know, stick to the process and, you know, keep working hard, you know, shooting pucks. That was a big thing for me was – Growing up, as I shot a lot of pucks and you know, stick handling in the garage, something easy. You don't have to spend money to do it, and it just helps you get better. And so that's I would just say, you know, just keep working hard, doing the little things, you know. So that's that'd be my advice to a, a long player. On the shooting pucks thing, I have to tell you, um, I could always tell you uh, as a goaltender, I could always tell you who exactly shot pucks like you did. Because the release was quick, it came from everywhere, and and you could put it where you wanted, and the puck had a little bit of extra zip. Those that didn't, you could tell, and those that could score did exactly what you did, and that's really, in effect, the name of the game. So um, along with everything, don't quit, don't give up. Um, the, you know, you, you don't have to quit the game, but the game can quit you. But you don't have to do it until it tells you no more. And I, I think that's really good advice that you give and uh hopefully somebody's picked that up along the way and they'll keep grinding and working and get to their dream and their goal yeah yeah thanks thanks for that you bet. perfect all right ian well uh, you're a good man and uh wish you the best of luck this year let's go for a deep run into the uh, ncaa's this year you guys deserve it you guys have been making some serious noise at uh minnesota state mankato the mavericks are the real deal you're legit and uh we wish you the best of the luck thanks for joining us yeah, thanks for having me, Pete. Once again, that was Ian Scheid. And when we come back, we're going to take a look at the Minnesota State High School League Class AA preview, along with Bart Archer and Tim Colomine. And back with more right after this. The American Legion, we're a powerful force for the nation. We're the largest veteran service organization in the nation, with two and a half million members. And when you add to that, the American Legion Auxiliary and the Sons of the American Legion we have a family of four million members working hard every day for our veterans, our youth, and our communities. Go to legion.org to find out more about the American Legion's commitment of service to America. Well, this has been quite the show. I mean, we've had to be uh, very flexible. We had Derek Stutz popped in the middle of this, and uh, once again, this show is possible, made possible by American Family Insurance. Be sure to check them out. With American Family Insurance, it's the right support. Any dream is possible, and there's no better insurance than that. Find an agent, get a quote. That's at amfam.com. So, Bart, the Minnesota Wild, Buffalo last night, that was, I mean, that was feverish. Uh, the, pit, uh, the, the pitch in which they played, the tempo, and uh, Zach Parisi let it, man. He looked like uh, a 22-year-old version of himself. It was really fun to watch. Well, I think it's very important that Zach Parisi is involved in, in the in the mix moving forward. And that just, I mean, he's leading the team in goals right now with eight. And if, if they can get him scoring, it changes the dynamic of how the other teams are going to defend against us. But to see his enthusiasm when he scored that second yeah, goal was just unparalleled. That's what we miss about Zach Parisi. But, again, I think there's some, uh, some continuity with the lines a little bit more. Uh, so perhaps he's a little bit more familiar with who he's playing with, but he's playing with that He seems figure. to really like him, though. I mean, so he's... Now, re- now that it, they're getting comfortable. But, but Kevin Fiala's gotten better, too. Oh, indeed he has. I think he's his a confidence plus minus guy. has improved. Well, he's a confidence guy. As long as he's not making bad decisions and turning the puck over in bad spots, I think that uh, Fiala's going to be definite asset for this team. Look, let's face the facts. If, if your name was Donato and you were traded for Coyle, or your name was Fiala and you are traded for Granlin, there'd be a su- certain writer who has a lot of clout in this area that just hates you. It's obvious. 
I mean, I'm just saying, it's just like, well, give these guys a chance. Well, you'd like to think that people I mean, could whoa. have some independent thought as well I mean, and see for themselves well, and make their own I judgment. I would like to think that. You know, I would say, though, with, with Donato, I mean, he has clearly appeared, appeared in over his head a little bit, Bart Archer. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you feel the same way about no, that. I, but I agree. Um, you know, so, you know, when you get into this options and moving guys around and up and down, but you know what? This team's 8-11-1. He wanted to be 9-9 nine and nine after their first 18 with that horrific road schedule they had. Yeah, it's been a tough challenge for him. And, you know, that's not too bad. And when you look at where they sit in the standings, fine, they climbed out of the cellar yesterday. But between them and the, the final wild card spots, about four or five points. And, well, <laughs> you know, you get on a run and you throw that away, you're off. You're, you're, you're rolling. So, I mean, they're not out of this by any stretch of the imagination. But where does it bring you, though? I guess looking at the long-term part of it, where does it bring you? If, if you, you, I would pay particular attention to make sure Fiala and, and Donato and the, and the young kids are getting the proper ice time. They're putting in a position to succeed. Uh, obviously, you want to be competitive. You want to win games. You want The ultimate goal is, is obviously the playoffs and the Stanley Cup. I don't think we have quite that team. I don't think we're that far away, but you have to let the kids get out there and develop. And I think Donato is just thinking before. He, he's not using his instincts. He's just thinking, uh, overthinking things too much. I think Fiala's finally broke through that threshold and actually just playing the game of hockey. I think Donato's just got to settle down and play. I'd like to see a little more strength out of Donato, to be honest with you. I, well, I think he seems a little – I mean, he's 190 pounds. But he seems a little light to me. I mean, in the game is what I'm saying. It's funny how 30 you years know. ago, 190 pounds is a big bruiser. And yeah, now it's 190 just pounds. Well, well, it's funny, though. They got 160 pounders these days. So it used to be, if you were 5 feet 5, you'd have to be Peter Zezel and tip it at 215, you know? Peter Zezel. <laughs> you knew that was coming, yeah, Rick Vi. Hey, Rick Vi. You did that on purpose. And Peter Inichuk, you knew that was sure. coming, too. Miroslav Freacher. Yeah. Theo Fleury so. didn't shy away from any contact. I mean, he was he – was, well, what, what it's was, how you play. It's, it's, the, it's the motor you know, within, too. You think about too. Theo Fleury. What was it about him is he played such a ferocious game with such tempo and such anger. And he had skill, too. But I he kind of played with anger, too. Well, he did. Not cheap. Well, but I just, think, do you know what I mean? He had such an edge. Well, he, He's about 5'5". Five, five. He was the guy that actually – kind of buck the system. That's when they started getting into this, you know, you have to be 6'2", 6'3", 220 pounds Not to be Theo a defenseman. Flurry. But, yep. the, but he kind of went against the green in that respect, and he proved that you can be a, a formidable uh, player in the league at, at a smaller size. It just depends upon the motor inside and the ability uh, and how you use it. And Theo Fleury was very successful, obviously. I think no he doubt. gave hope to a lot of younger uh, players. Uh, Neil Broughton the same way. Pierre-Marc Bouchard. Pierre-Marc Bouchard. I, but I think Neil Broughton, uh, really made a staple, and he was all of 170, 175 perhaps and played in a At little best. bit different era, but he's the first American to go over 100 points. So obviously it's not just about size, but it's the internal motor as well and well, the motivation. Was Neil Broughton about the only player that could work a, a back check so if he came out of the offensive zone <laughs> where he would catch you at the center red line and get inside you and turn around? Just he, He'd do it all in one swing. Remember that? Well, he'd get inside on your hands and he'd turn it up ice, yeah. like in one motion. Or he'd hook you and use that as kind of a uh, – <laughs> yeah, I mean, but well, that that, was that, very that's using your I mean, tools. He did, he did some things. He that's was a using your wonderful tools. player. Oh, so absolutely. anyway, I thought last night was a really uh, solid effort. What are they, 6-5 and one of their last 12? Got to give them credit. Um, they're, they're winning a couple games on the road now. And, you know, I know we talked about this team has a lot to do and a lot of angles to get to before they go to the next steps and they have to suffer some pain before they suffer some uh, victory. But on the same token, these young guys are playing the way they are. I mean, if, if they skated the way they did last night, they did the exact same thing against the Edmonton Oilers a couple of, about a month ago. 
they, they're clearly capable of doing it. The question is, can you do it 82 nights out of the year? Well, and, and again, and, and I'm not slighting Buffalo. Buffalo is a very uh, up-and-coming, exciting team to watch. they got a lot of talent on that team. But Minnesota's always had kind of uh, their way with, with Buffalo, at least recently. I think they're undefeated in the last seven games. But it's a good time to play Buffalo. Buffalo's a good squad that's going to be formidable for, for years to come with all that young talent. But I think it was a good game at a good time for this Minnesota Wild team because it just seems like they're, they're knocking at the door. Last night they actually went through the you. threshold a little bit, but there were a lot of good things about what happened last night. Uh, zone exits were, were efficient. Uh, they battled to get the puck out of the zone. They were more responsible and positioning was better in the neutral zone, and they didn't just dump and chase and lose the battles to the puck. They had method and madness to what they were doing. They knew what they were going to do, but I just think the play is a lot more responsible. Their spacing is far better, and they're playing as a five-man unit as opposed to just individuals out there trying to make something happen. There was intensity, there was angles, there was purpose, and there was three periods. And there was a good goaltender in the net, too. Uh, he did a great job. He I did. mean, he's proving every. You know, I mean, you know, that so wasn't at the expense of Devin Duke. No, he's I mean, they're talking. But uh, I think Look, it just it was a, I, it was a I, good time for Stalock to get in. I don't know where all of this started, and I can think back into the days of in Pete we trust. Pete Peters. Yes. Uh, you knew. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, for those that didn't. Right. Um, but you know, he maybe plays sixty to sixty-five out of you know Mike Liute was the only one that would play 78 games, and he'd be just shot when the playoffs came. Yeah, say that to Glenn Hall. That that well, but it I'm didn't kidding. happen often in the 80s, 90s, and you know, and so there became this like new surge, where where there was this reliance on the goaltenders, the number ones, to play so much, and all I think it does is break down Labrum's groins and all sorts of other Hip things. And, and you know, Devin Dubnik's 33 years old. He's a big man. He's yeah. you know, there's moving parts. He's a good goalie, and there's no reason to beat him into the ground. I agree. You know, you, you take care of pitchers in baseball and, and, and you, you baby the arms. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you kind of baby your goaltenders unless you didn't have a secondary backup you trusted? And it certainly seems like Minnesota has that ability. It seems like the New Jersey Devils have always been a team since the Marty Brodeur era that have kind of gone with the tag team package and goal. Or, there's a couple teams that do it, but not many do. Well, indeed, they had uh, Kincaid, Schneider, yep. uh, and again, they're 40, 45, 50 game goaltenders, but you have to find that rhythm. But I think with the wild schedule the way it is, I mean, I think they're looking forward to three games in four nights. I mean, you have to bring in your secondary goaltender, but I think that the wild have confidence when Stalock's in net, and I think they do obviously with Doobie in net, but uh, I don't think goaltending is really our issue necessarily. Uh, I don't think defense is our issue. You've got two you can use. Absolutely. Plus, I think we have a very solid defensive core, and I think we have some pretty good forwards. So we just have to kind of get the right ingredients into the mix and put it in the oven and make it uh, make it Ooh. work. Baking some cookies. Baking cookies. Uh, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it always comes down to cookies. But oh, doesn't it? A row. I need a row. Uh, you know, and, and then, then the other. cutting down. Yeah, cutting down. Uh, th- then we transition into the Golden Gophers. Wow, two tough losses to Penn State. Not that that's anything to be ashamed of. They're a good hockey team. But, I mean, did you – you know, I've said this before. But did you ever believe from your heart of hearts that you would ever say, yeah, you know, it's 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 okay to be swept by Penn State? Would you ever thought that? They didn't have a hockey club. Well, I, I guess. But, but But look at the lure as far as recruiting. I mean, they've had – it's a very prestigious university to go to. And if Penn State comes knocking at some of these high school kids' doors, they're going to they're gonna open it up and, and listen to what they say. But but uh, Penn State was just so dominant the first night. They did whatever they wanted to do, and the Gophers just couldn't help it to turn the puck over so much. But that's what young teams can kind of do. But Penn State was moving their feet. The Gophers were standing still and reacting to the play. The second night was a little bit better for that Gopher team. But I think the first night they learned something from it. Moscow – I'd like to think gave him a bit of an earful, 
about that. Uh, but I'm sure the five 750 people in the stands were disappointed. Well, at what point do the f- – <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't want to acknowledge that. Know, but at what point do the fans really start to say, okay, we get that Bob Motzko's here. We get that we got to wait till his guys get here. We got to get that this thing has to get unwound a little bit. But at what point? I mean, it seems like the patience is already gone. I mean, is it there even is, is there even littler patience? With this team? Or? Well, there's a lot of good things going on with this team. They have two solid goaltenders in Fontaine and, and Moe. They have a good defensive core, and Andy's playing very, very well. Uh, and they have some young forwards, so there's going to be some growing pains. But that's not a reason to stay away from uh, 3M and Mariucci. I mean, this is a, a, a far more exciting team to watch this year than it was last year. So I think they're turning the right direction. But it wouldn't hurt to get that place packed up, get some atmosphere, give them some energy, give them some confidence and some reasons to go out there and really compete. But uh, there are good things on the horizon for the Gophers, no question about it. It's just it's going to take a little while to get there. I'd like to remind you that today's podcast is presented in part by American Family Insurance and Tradition Companies. You can find them online at traditionco.com. As many of you know, Tradition Companies works, lives, and reinvests in our community right here. They're a great family-oriented and owned business, offering a one-stop shop for all of your home and financing needs. From new home construction, land development, mortgage, banking, and wealth management services, Tradition has the solution for you. They're vested in your community, and they're vested in you. Check them out at traditionco.com. They're my buddies. That's Tradition Co. Dot com. Sure. Timmy K. Sure. Let's talk some high school puck here. I mean, we, you know, we, I don't want to bring the I don't want to bring the mood down with a Golden Gopher talk. Ugh. No, it's yuck. Don't be down about the Gophers. I mean, Penn State's a good team. How can I be? Well, it's Penn State. The, they didn't have a team youngest, seven years ago. They were the youngest team in the country last year, and they're probably in the top two or three youngest okay. teams. So they're going to move are, ahead. Are you officially talking me off the ledge? Yeah. Well, uh, I was, uh, normally I'd give you a push, but yeah, I guess I'm trying to bring you back in. Normally you'd give me a push. I know who my buddies are. <laughs> Un- unbelievable. Well, I just got exposed. Oops. So, so I love this place, McCoy's Public House, right? Yep. Our, our serving the, staff is fabulous. They are, by it. the way. But but one little minor nitpick here: you got the Wolves playing the Utah Jazz in a home and home series, or if you will, up right over your head is Indiana Princeton in a rugged 39-33 battle as the Hoosiers struggling the at home. The threes are raining down at Assembly Hall. Then you got American Airlines uh, Arena. You got Dallas leading Golden State, who just sucks, 35 to 11. God, are they bad? Yeah, it's, uh, it's well, uh, boy. That's such a bummer. We're bringing oh, the hockey mood so here. Bad. No, I don't care. It's kind of funny, but I'm looking for the Wolves game. And I don't see it. Is it over my shoulder? Is it OTS over here? Uh, I don't think they've quite started yet, but yes. I, I got my notification on, on right YouTube now. Live. Oh, good for you. Wags has got her all set up. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, it's Timmy Colabatted and the Class AA preview coming up right here on the Overtime Hockey Podcast. More in a minute. The Overtime Hockey Podcast continues with our very own Tim Kolamainen from the Breakdown Sports USA and BreakdownSportsUSA.com. Tim, the only bummer to all of this is that you and I used to speak like every week from uh, October to June when we did This Week in High School Sports on 1500 ESPN. There's a little bit of a void in my life. I was telling my wife that today. I said, you know, I really miss hanging out. Uh, well, not hanging out personally because I'm so far away from you guys, but hanging out at least on the air with you. I, I miss that. It's pretty amazing. You know, when you think back to all of this stuff, it really, it, you know, this isn't, well, I'll pull the sling out because I love to do the self-promotion crap, but um, it's really been you, me, and Bart from the very beginning. Everybody else has kind of come and gone, and we're still here, buddy. Have you thought about that? 
kind of like a yeah, we're we're, we're kind of like that uh, that mold that grows on the bottom of the uh, <laughs> you know just, just, you can't get rid of like that someone's toenails. I, I wipe my window wells down and it just doesn't go anywhere and just keeps coming back. I went year. to Bart's toenails and then you went to the window well. <laughs> yeah, I'm staying noticeably quiet on this one. I don't even know what to offer. <laughs> oh my god! So here we are, we're at McCoy's public house. <laughs> Got a real high opinion of ourselves here. <laughs> It's something. It's really good. So, Tim, your book is amazing, and, you know, you're dedicated to this, and you pro- provide such a great product for all sports. From now, I mean, list them off what you're doing them for. I mean, it's a mile long. It's a full-time job. Yeah, we got seven of them now. Right? You know, it, it used to be just a handful. We used to do the basketball, and then we added the ball in, and then it just keeps growing. I got, I got boys and girls basketball still. This is 18 years now. This is 12 years Can on. Can you imagine? Uh, girls volleyball, boys hockey. Uh, I'm on like six years of baseball, three years of softball, and two years of girls hockey now. So it's it's blowing up. Uh, it's really impressive, and it's great stuff. And now you've got a hard copy version of it too. Just this year, I, it's sort I of like the innovative like yearbook. A, a high school yearbook. Yeah, yeah, that's essentially what it is. Yeah, yeah, Th- that's absolutely Except amazing. Except for their sport. You know, Matt, Matty uh, Harrington, Matty Ice wants a link. He wants to buy a book. My guy, uh, my assistant to the regional manager wants one. <laughs> He's not the <laughs> only one, by the way. <laughs> uh, Bart, yours is in the mail, I think. You are, uh, we oh, had it's kind in of the a mail. snafu. It's in the mail. You know what? It's yeah, a delivery it's issue. In the mail. We had a snafu. It's a delivery issue. Yeah, we had a snafu with our printer this year, and, and so we, we got a, a few less copies than we were supposed to, and now we had a little Uh-oh. second run, so... I kind of had to hold off on getting you one until we got that second setback. There's no worries, Tim. I got a quick question for you. Now, when you gather the information, because basically what you're doing is you're you're really filling in the gaps for the people going into the season. How hard is that, and how much do players and coaches cooperate with you? What's the process? Yeah, that that's what makes it what it is, to be honest, is because I get such good cooperation from the coaches and the players. I get, uh, without that, it would be almost impossible because there's so many teams in the state. I mean, so many teams, so many players. Right. You know, a lot of people kind of have a, a overall picture of, of the hockey in the state, and, and but I, I think what this book does really is it gets deep into every team. I mean, I literally have yeah. players and, and capsules on everybody. You just, uh, no matter how small, they're in there. Yeah, you just don't cover the corridor of 169 like Bart and I do. We don't, we don't leave our comfort zone, so you cover it all. And uh, that's, that, that's why you can – well, you complete us. It's so impressive. It's, it's absolutely perfect. So let's get into this uh, upcoming season. I, I think this is going to be as uh, lively of a Class AA season as we've had in a long time, Tim. And, you know, when I, when I look at who has potential to win this thing – the list is pretty long. Shall we go? Let's start there. You've got Eden Prairie's probably tops on the list. Vanilla St. Margaret's is right there. For some reason, I think Edina's right there, too. You can laugh at me all you want. Um, uh, Maple Grove is very solid as well. Andover. Uh, Hill Murray's good. Andover's good. Never count out Duluth East. Rosemount. Why is that is going to be a problem? The Irish, can they break through? Um, don't forget about, uh, of course, now Trent Eigner uh, over at uh, St. Thomas Academy. A new look there. They're going to be difficult to play. Uh, Grand Rapids is coming. They're going to be good. Moorhead's got the goaltender. I mean, you go up and down <laughs> down the state and the area. I mean, did I miss anybody? I mean, there's there's teams like Buffalo that are coming and Rogers and St. Michael Albertville. And you can go on and on and on. I, I, I just think that this year 
is going to be very special. Yeah, I think so too. You know, a lot of years you go into it thinking there's a clear favorite or there's a clear top couple of teams. And I know most people have been talking about Eden Prairie or, or Benilde as that favorite, and that's fine. But I don't think there's such an overwhelming favorite that you can't count on a team, you know, like Hill Murray or Wyzetta or, or any of those teams you mentioned. I don't, if they won it, it wouldn't be a, a complete shock. And, and I think that's good. It's good for high school hockey. It's good for all these programs to have a, to have a shot at it this year. Well, the, the reason why I would maybe give the nod to Eden Prairie is just because of their run last year, and they have some significant uh, parts returning. But don't say Margaret's and, met a and very, incoming and incoming as well. Can't uh, begrudge that. But uh, but don't say Margaret's dropped a, a game in the sections to the Edina Hornets. I'm sure they learned something from this. Where do you really slot this uh, but don't say Margaret team? And are they going to be guilty of of uh, trying to meet expectations that might be a little unfair? Hey, I might be guilty of uh, drinking Kenny Pauly's Kool Aid because I got him <laughs> number one in the book. So. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I'm on board. My, my Kool-Aid was red this time. You know what? You mentioned Eden Prairie, though, and I, I'm looking at my top five, and you mentioned the experience that they got last year and the guys they've got returning, and that really is, if you look at my top five, that's what separates them from any of those other four teams up there because I've got Benilde, uh, Rosemount, Blake, and Andover up there, too. Those other four, they haven't had that. These guys haven't had that state tournament experience that Eden Prairie did last year. And so maybe that's what separates them right now. Well, maybe I, I should have put them at number one. I, I, so so I, 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 here's, here's my thing with you on this, and, and you, it's interesting, guys, because if you listen to Polly's podcast, and I'm not trying to promote more listeners, but please listen. Thank you. Fabulous. Wasn't it? it was, I mean, was first great. of all, Ken was on point. <laughs> and, you know, when you listen to him in that, you say, you know, he's kind of controversial. People have an opinion. Sure. You can't get a better guy. I, why would you not want your kid to play for him? He's just, he's got such great perspective. But we had two third line players in uh, Charlie Warner and Will Thompson, and they, he, he handpicked them. And he goes, These guys are our heart and soul. They're who we are. And definitely want you to uh, bring that out and listen to what they have to say. The thing that stands out to me about this, you guys, is this team is really tight. I know everybody claims they are. We're around all these teams, right, all three of us? There's something different going on here, man. These guys have got the perfect blend of superstars, of role players, of goaltending. I mean, as much as I have Eden Prairie penned at number one, I I think that state title runs through the Red Knights. I do. You know what I like about them, too, is while they didn't get the state tournament experience, they won 20 games last year. They got their top eight scorers are all back. Their goalie's back. They've got Mr. Hockey you know, is there. Solid guys. Yeah, and Nate Schweitzer, you like him? Uh, no, I'm going Mr. Bit. Hockey. I'm going Mr. Hockey with Blake Messenberg. <laughs> I think he's the most underrated, yeah, okay, talented well, player in the state scene. I even came up with a different name. So. Uh, well, Schweitzer. Yeah, we got we got different the, names. Well, he's Reed Larson. I mean, he's going to get that for sure. Yeah, they I mean, got multiple guys. Boy, that kid, that, that Schweitzer is like a perfect, I mean, he's a specimen. Well, then looking goal, they have a Brimasek favor probably as well. Oh, I mean, we got to be a senior, unfortunately, <laughs> oh, for that. Oh, that's but right, you've got that's the, right. You know, he so plays a very mature game. Car- Carson Limesand has played some incredible goal for them uh, in this early part of the scrimmages and things. And, you know, in the all-star game, a buddy of mine, Jimmy Carroll, uh, referee extraordinaire, uh, gave me a call and he goes, whoa, that Limesand, man, that guy's the real deal. So you put those elements together, that's really good. But then you flip the page and you go over to Eden Prairie and you take a look at them and you go, okay, John Middlestead, that kid is just an absolute well-rounded player, very talented, very gifted. 
Drew Holt can put the puck in the net. Batchelder can put the puck in the net. Now you had Langenbrunner on the blue line to go along with one of my guys. I, I think if Luke Middlestead can continue his evolution as a player, that he's a first-round pick next year. He's the, I think he's terrific. Uh, they've got their goaltenders back. I mean, this team, oh, my God. They're, they're going to be really good. I know there's been a lot of talk. A lot of, a lot of off-season talk about them, too, about getting some guys in. Like you mentioned, Mason Langerbrunner on the blue line from uh, Cloquet. Um, you know, Bantam's coming up like Jackson Blake, uh, Jason Blake's kid. We, familiar name up here in Moorhead for us. Sure. And then uh, uh, Ben Steves, who's, who's got know, a couple of brothers yep. playing at Nor uh, Notre Dame, yep. who uh, transferred from the East Coast in uh, as a senior this year, too. So, you know, add those guys into the guys you mentioned in the state tournament last year. And yeah, no, I mean, those, They're depth they look amazing. like two clear favorites. Although, like I said, you know, Rosemount at three, uh, Blake at four, Andover at five. Those are teams that but, have been kind of lurking Bart and building oh, to Bart this Archer. year. We'll see if they can make it. <laughs> Bart Archer just <laughs> I'm, getting a little, I'm getting a little emotional Can't over here. Can't take it. But you bring these uh, these prominent players in that are that have a lot of uh, uh, accolades coming into it. Sometimes it's a little bit difficult for them to assimilate into a locker room. I think with Lee Smith at the helm with all of his assistant coaches, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think they're going to identify as a team right out of the gate, and they're going to be very difficult all year long. But I don't think assimilation is going to be a problem for these talented players. On I this agree team. with you on that. Yeah, that would be the only reason that I could see them stumbling at all is just that, that adjustment period. But that would be it. Otherwise, they've got the talent. Yeah, they definitely do. The adjustment period is going to be uh, interesting, but they've got the coaching in the direction too, and I think you can't underestimate what, what Lee Smith has done. He's got more NHL players uh, from his high school team than any coach in the past two decades, probably ever. It's impressive. I mean, it is impressive. It really is. And, you know, I mean, you can say, you know, what you want about high school coaches and, well, they were developed before they got there, or, well, he was this guy, or he was a <laughs> blade, or he was a made guy. Great um, but when you're in your uh, years where you really have to take it to another step and another step, it's at the high school level. And what Lee's done and the staffs that he's assembled, it's been, it's been really impressive there. So, But I think getting back to that whole situation, there's two teams out there that lurk that I think is a problem in the Section 6 and the Section 2 AA. In the 6, it's Minnetonka. Yep. Teddy Lagerback is back. And... You know, they've had success up and down Bantams in the youth level. They've got huge numbers. They've got two JV teams. <laughs> I, it, they remind me of the Michael Sitt-led Edina Hornets that came through and won after the Fab Five left and lost That's in the quarterfinals call. to Moorhead. And so I, I've said I ranked them 10, Tim, because you cannot turn your back on that team. Yeah, I'm with you. I had them at number seven for the same reason, too. It, you know, it just... Uh, the, the depth of that program. I mean, when you get that many kids playing, when you've got that many kids coming up and, and, and very good kids coming out of the youth program, it, it, there is no such thing as a rebuilding year. You just reload. I mean, Dinah's been doing that for years, and you know, it looks like Minnetonka's on that same path right now. Well, I think a lot of it comes down to coaching, and I think uh, Goldie or Sean Goldsworthy is, is one of the premier coaches, obviously, in the state of Minnesota. But how can't you want to give everything you have for that coach in that program? So I think they're going to be a, a thorn in a lot of people's side, and I think they're going to have some success this year. But it, there are going to be some growing pains, I think, for this team. Yeah, there's a lot of passion when it comes to Sean Goldsworthy. And then, you know, you have a lot of focus in Jack Hillen, who I thought crafted a really good defensive core with, with his work, the former NHL or Colorado College Tiger 
retired Academy of Holy Angels star. And then you've got former Minnetonka skipper Steve Aronson, former wild draft pick in St. Thomas, uh, Tommy. Yeah, you put the uh, at the yeah, he could, you know. I mean, you know, Aronson is a uh, stabilizing force. And, and, you know, he's just got such a good staff of guys that, that get it and understand it, and, and I think they're, they're trouble. And then you flip the coin, you look over at the Edina Hornets, and yeah, I've said this on our previous podcast, e- either they're, they're, I've been told, scary good or bleeping good. <laughs> and the bleeping good is the scary version, which is this version, which nobody knows who they are. They've got good defensemen, great goaltending, incredible coaching. Everybody's invested, too. Y- you can play all 12 forwards. You can roll it, and they're going to play exactly the way they want them to play, and they will be trouble. They're going to be almost impossible to score against. I mean, you mentioned their goalie, Loudon Hogg, there from the state tournament last year. We saw what he could do. And, um, I like Jake Boltman as one of the, uh, you mentioned the uh, top defenseman, top senior defenseman in the state. Uh, Nick Williams as a junior. Hey, uh, he looks thing. really just, good, by the way. solid as can be. Tim, Nick Williams yeah, looks yeah. really good I mean, in the scrimmages. If, if they can, you know, they don't have anybody back that scored any varsity goals of any kind. I think there's a couple of guys with one or two goals last year, but, you know. Well, I like can, the can they find kid. some forwards? Can those young guys? I like yeah. the Jackson Borst. Yeah, he's, one of, the, he's, he's one of the two, yeah. But uh, let me shift gears, and I don't mean to change the subject, but in your own backyard, Moorhead's always been – a, a just a stable force uh, out of that section. What do we have to look forward to from the Spuds? Because I'm sure the people in town here would like to know a little about the outstate teams. Tell us a little bit about the Moorhead Spuds and what we can look forward to uh, seeing from them this year. Yeah, they're coming on down this weekend. I think they play uh, over at the pick against Loisetta on Friday night. So get a chance to see them right away. Actually, I'm going to say the same thing about them that we just said about Edina. They got a really good goaltender, Hudson Hodgins. He's been around. He's, he's led that team to the state tournament. He uh, he's going to be one of the top senior goalies in the state. Everybody loves him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How rare, man! Morehead with a good you know, goaltender. Yeah, imagine that, right? Yeah. Uh, and then Luke Grammer on defense. Uh, he's another one of those guys, right along with Boltman, that's going to be in the running for that uh, Reed Larson Award. Um, you know, so they've got really solid defensemen. They've got a very good goaltender. Same thing with Edina. Are those forwards that are coming up, are they going to be able to provide enough firepower to, uh, you know, to make them? They're going to be a very good team. Can they be a great team? It'll be up to those forwards that are stepping up. Who is going to be a challenge for them in sections this year? Buffalo. Uh, yeah, uh, Buffalo has probably the best uh, forward in the section, uh, Jake Rossini, uh, yeah. and his little, and his, I say little, <laughs> his twin brother Tyler. He's a little bit smaller, maybe an inch or two shorter, but they're both big boys. Uh, two of the best forwards in the section. Combined for 100 uh, points. Those guys are going to be tough to stop. And yeah, those exactly. Two combined for uh, some St. Michael Alberville. STMA. St. Michael's got a couple of guys like that. Luke Leyland, Adam Flamang. Those guys can put the puck in the net, too. So, whereas Moorhead is, more, is going to be more of a defensive team, Buffalo, St. Michael, they're going to be able to score. Uh, Rosa's got a real nice mix. I, I actually think it's going to come down to Moorhead Rosa again. I know that sounds like a broken record up here, but that's. Why not? Well, you know what's interesting about STMA, and this is the part that I think we'll find out. Maybe this is one year too soon for them, or whatever it is. But you know, now that they have a late conference schedule, and they're going to be playing uh, a total of eight games against Tonka, EP, Edina, Wyzetta. Do you get better, or do you get broken down against teams like that? Does it break your will, or do you get better? And does that translate to? Oh, that's just that's no no disrespect. That's just Moorhead now. That's just Rozo. That ain't anyways at our EP. Tonka, Edina. It's not. Do, what's your thought there? 
I have a feeling that you are correct. It is going to make them better. I, I, you know, they may have a, a year or two where the, the adjustment is, you know, they kind of step back and say, whoa, what is this? But I think in the long run, I, I think that Buffalo and St. Michael both are going to be, they're going to be pushing Moorhead. They're going to be pushing Rozo. It's not going to be whenever they get a good class of kids through, they're going to be solid pretty much every year. I'd expect it to be, you know, I'd expect that move to the late conference to really benefit that programs. And Buffalo, how about them? Same thing? Yeah, same thing, same thing. And, you know, just demographically, they're being on the outskirts of the Twin Cities like that right now. They're not quite on the outer ring of suburbs, but they're really, really close. To, I guess you could consider St. Michael Albertville that outer ring of suburbs by now. But as the Twin Cities continue to grow, um, you know, those are going to be the, the communities that kids go to. Have you been to the to the new school or some of that new construction going on at St. Michael? It's just it's amazing. insane, and the rink is amazing right too. I mean, they're they've got yeah. the money, they've got the growth. It's the new, you know. I mean, it's just a new outer ring, a new. So was Plymouth at first, and now it's those guys. Maple Grove, now it's those guys, and it just continues to go. Pretty soon, we're going to look at St. Cloud and say, "Look at St. Cloud, they've rebuilt." You know, I mean, that's just pretty much how it's going. You know, Bart, what's your take on that? Do you think they get better given the situation they're? Uh, Taking on the the late conference on eight games each. Well, I think I think the benefit to that is is you get to play against good competition, which challenges your kids to play their best game. Number one, it's going to expose some things that perhaps they need to work on, but I think obviously they're going to get better regardless. It's just how much better they get out of it. It's it's what they get out of that, what they work on, how they address it, how they're coached. But uh, I think if it, there's no downside about it because I don't think they're going to get smoked by these teams, but they're going to certainly learn something about themselves and they can move forward from there. Moving on to the Section 1AA out is uh, 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 Dodge uh, Dodge County and in is Northfield. Yeah, Dodge County's out. Yeah, Northfield's, Northfield's in. in. And uh, that should be an interesting situation there, but you know, Lakeville South, I mean, they were very good last year and they, they had a really nice representation led by their goaltender, uh, Henry Welsh, who's gone, obviously, but he was just a huge performer in that that playoff for them. But is this theirs to lose? I think so. Uh, you know, they've got five defensemen back. They have a real good junior class. Uh, you know, they play that that South Suburban Conference schedule that really gets them ready for the playoffs. And we've seen this for years now, both North and South. They'll be right around 500 during the year. And then they'll come in and they'll they'll meet in that section one double A championship game, and it happens every year. It's just it's a great game. Uh, you know, you can fit it right in. Yeah, I mean, everybody was Hastings was kind of everybody's darling last year, and they got that number one seed, and then they got smoked in the semifinals. And who, who uh, by the way, in this you know, trio, I, who in this trio called that upset win by Lakeville South goodness. at number four? Who did that? Get the sling. Uh huh. <laughs> Do you remember that, Tim? Did you throw your shoulder out, pat yourself on the back just now? Is that? Uh, it's it's. I'm in such good shape. You know, <laughs> There's a rotator cuff issue going on right now. No, but I mean, they were the darlings. But what happened, Bart? That's that's that uh, that's that schedule. I, I, speechless. Yeah, clearly, I think that's what happens there. Those Lakeville schools. I mean, unless I'm not sure what's going to change it this year. I think Hastings is going to be up amongst north and south. They'll be one of the contenders to those two. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, unless something had just changed over that last year. Or, I mean, you talked about goaltending. Uh, Tyler McCarville at Hastings, he's a darn good goaltender. Uh, and, you know, he could get hot in the playoffs, and that could change some stuff. But right now, I think it's does, south does, to lose. Does Oatana or Century have anything? You know, Century, uh, is, is from what I've heard, uh, uh, Bennett Zmolik isn't back at Century, and that really kind of hurts them. 
they did have a pretty solid returning crew, and it would have been even better with him there. But, you know, with his loss, I think that might be a little bit too much to overcome for them. Um, you know, they got, they got four guys back that scored 15 or more goals. So there's, you know, there's some goaltending um, uh, back. Uh, Tim Punt uh, scored, uh, scored, played most of the minutes in goal for them last year, and he's back too. But losing a defense, defenseman like Zmolik, I, I don't know. I don't. It's going to be tough for them. But, Tim, let me ask you this. In, in that particular section, I mean, Hastings winning is the number one seed. But obviously Lakeville South and Lakeville North are familiar with that uh, with that theater, so to speak. Do you think Hastings just got a little bit overwhelmed with the moment and, and the game was a little bit bigger for them? And will that help them moving forward if they face that challenge again? But it just seems like Lakeville North and South, the game is never too big for them, and they always play their best game at that particular time. Do you agree with that? I would agree with that. Although I'm a little bit surprised that Hastings, you know, maybe got the deer in the headlights look in that section semifinal right. because I actually saw them during the year. They played uh, Egan in the um, South St. Paul uh, Premier Tournament over the holidays. And they played Egan in that championship game and upset Egan. And that's kind of what I think led them down that path to getting a number one seed. It was one of the major results, I think, that sure. helped them get that. And it, that didn't look too big for them. I mean, there's a difference between a a holiday tournament championship game and a section game. Sure, the but still, I, you know, I'm a little bit surprised. So, uh, in the end, we're going to say it's Lakeville South. Let's move on to the section two AA. I mean, <laughs> it comes down to two teams, in my opinion. Holy Family Catholic. I know you have them ranked at number 12, but, I mean, do they have the goaltending situation figured out there? What is going on there with that? Uh, Eden Prairie and Minnetonka, I think, look awfully good. I think it's Eden Prairie's to lose. I totally concur with that. My only thing about Holy Angels is they do have a couple of top guys, uh, top scorers back, Trey Fetchko and Lucas Jorgensen. Um, those guys can, you know, they can carry an offense for a little bit of time. Uh, the difference is they just don't have the same depth that uh, Eden Prairie does, or even Minnetonka for that matter. No, and I think it comes down to keeping the puck out of the net, and I think the goaltending and the uh the whole uh, ability to uh, defend is going to be important. I don't think Holy Family Catholic is going to outscore anybody. But they, you know what? We, we could be the first ones to say that, and what do they do to Minnetonka right. last year? They just totally finished them. So who am I? To say? Yeah, I mean, so never count them out. And they've got David Maley now on board as one of their assistant coaches, Bart Archer. How about that? A former neighbor of mine, but, boy, he was a great player in his time, scored a huge goal for Montreal, had a great uh, NHL career. But, uh, boy, there's a feather in the cap for Noel Ron. Absolutely, Tim. And they have another coach, too, that jumped on board. Do you know who that is? Who you got? I can't remember. Oh, it's in the tip of my tongue. It's another ex-NHL, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> it's bugging me. I should know. Um, do you know who it is, Bart Archer? I do, but it's not coming yeah, to he's me. Loaded, so we'll uh, Noel Ron has loaded him up. So let's move on to the Section 3 AA. I mean, you know, this has been, you know, I, I think this is, to a degree, a much maligned section, to a degree. You know, people in those sections will say, yeah, who, who, who are you? Shut up. But the fact is, is, you know, when was the last Section 3 AA team to win a state title? I mean, how long ago was that? Boy, I'm looking back cue, uh, cue 11 years. Music. It's not within that cue time. the Jeopardy music. Yeah, was it Apple Valley? Was it Apple Valley in 96? Way, yeah, probably about oh, 25 years ago. Yeah, Good I mean, so, so, I mean, you show me the money. You know, uh, you, you got to win, and if you're not winning, you know, so Rosemont obviously has been a team. They've been darlings. Everybody's loved them since they were squirts. You know, they worked their way through the Peewees. The Madams lost a couple of players, but they're definitely in the mix. Tim, you love this team. Talk about your love affair. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I got my my red lipstick on and I'm right. all It's over obvious. The it's unbelievable. Right now. I you're just blushing. <laughs> I, yeah, I know, right? Like, wow, I'm shocked. All right, no. What? And the thing about them is, is you mentioned those guys sticking together, and I maybe I got a soft spot in my heart because it's it's a program that traditionally hasn't been a power. And a lot of times when you got a program like that, guys kind of drift off into the more power programs over the years. These guys kind of stuck it out. They're together again, or they're staying together. And I, I got a soft spot for that in my heart. So maybe I'm overrating them just a touch, but I think a lot of people have them in that, that top five, top seven kind of range. Uh, three might be a little high, but you know, I like what they've got back. They've got scoring back. Uh, Connor Kenefick, uh, Luke Lewandowski, uh, both scored, what, 24 goals apiece last year. Um, defensively, they're solid. Jake Rasloff's got, uh, you know, <laughs> he's got his name all over uh, some of those defensive awards, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, Mason Wheeler, um, Mason Campbell back on defense also, and, and uh, Tollefson in goal for them. You know, so there's it's that same kind of thing. There's no real weak spot per se. They're solid all the way across the board with top guys. And, uh, you know, call me a sucker. I, I like that. I like guys sucker. sticking together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you just said call me a sucker. That's right, no, I just – you look at the Andover from last year, all things were kind of pointed where this was their year, all the kids were finally together and everything, and they got upset. Do you see something like that possibly happening in Rosemount this year? No, yeah, well, it's possible, yeah. St. Thomas Academy's kind of had the number down there in Section 3. They have. But they've, uh, what, wanted four out of five years since they got up yep. from uh, from single A. So, they have a new coach. You know, no. that's, that's a tough mountain to climb. They lost a lot of guys. They got a new coach, so – you know, there's some changes happening at St. Thomas Academy. Their new still. coaches want to stay title, though. Um, he's a good coach. And that's, yeah, that's he knows what he's doing. Thing. Yeah, you know, he certainly does. I always love him because I've said, you know what, they play defensively structured and offensively open. And he gives them the freedom once they cross the center red, the checker, right. that to be able to do what they need to do. And they play so well in their defensive zone. That's going to help the St. Thomas Academy team. I don't think they're going to play at a fanatic pace. They're going to p- play very defensively sound hockey, and they're going to be a problem. But there's always a couple of bracket busters in the three AA, and I always look at the two teams that you know Tim has ranked among his top teams in the section, the Egan Wildcats and our guy Tails, uh, Mike Taylor does such a great job with that team. They're always a problem, and then Dre Bradley equally at Eastview, the Lightning. You can never count them out. Remember that section final, Bart? It was Eastview and St. Thomas Academy. Man, that was a hell of a hockey game. And Eastview should have won that game. And to be horribly honest, I didn't think it was going to be that much of a game at all. And they all, weren't expected. Eastview showed up and, and really played very, very well. It made it a very entertaining contest. But but you're right. There are bracket busters that can that can reach up. And to me, it comes down, you have to have a good quality coach that knows how to get the most out of their players at the right time of year. The Burnsville Blaze might have a little bit of a say in there, too, as well, Tim as uh, they are always around the mix as well. Uh, we're going to continue to move along here. Let's move into the Section 4 AA, and it seems like the Darlings, there's a pair of them, shocking. It's the Hillmary Pioneers and the White Bear Lake Bears. By the way, did as you hear that? As I understand it, those two have played in a few. Did you hear that Zach, Zach Albertson's shutting down the horn? Did you guys see that? It's the end of no, an era. Really? Yeah, yeah, he's shutting it down. By the way, he, Dallas is absolutely... Fan, huh? yep crucifying Golden State. Why am I, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I'm going ADD for you here. 
63-28 with 3.40 to go in the third, uh, second quarter. I couldn't be happier just right now. Just 35-point lead. That's all. Oh, God, are they bad. If they, you're gonna, they just suck. It's just Second phenomenal. quarter, too. It just, just, just if you're go away. Tank, you might as well go all out. Go, right. go yeah. away. Clear the bench. I'm so tired of that league with where all they like all pool together. Let's get back and they to go. Hockey. Hang on. They pool together and they get all like you know we're going to be two teams. Who cares? So anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> hey Bart, thanks for ruining my point. Well, I mean, talk about a buzzkill. Jeez. Goodness gracious. Sorry. Let's talk basketball. In fact, Indiana's up on. Princeton. You got to get on my Rosemount bandwagon then, if you like guys sticking together. Well, absolutely. So now let's talk about the uh, four AA, as you said. White Bear Lake, again, another team that they've, they're perpetually around the mix. They're really good, and, and they're a team that has what I feel a lot of pressure put on them. The fans love their team. Their alumni love the team, but year in, year out, there's so many expectations. I think it's, there's a lot of pressure for those kids to deal with. Yeah, I mean, if anybody looking at the message boards in the offseason, and I know that, that's what you I'm know, talking about. the crazy fans go. Yeah, there's all, I don't read him. Tim Sager gets so much heat all the time. It's crazy, you know, like a guy that wins that much. Do you think he's much. the most maligned coach in high school? I think so, just it's based on, on what I see and what I hear, yeah. It's it's, it's kind of crazy. And I, I mean, I get it. They haven't won a quarterfinal game in the history of the program, but still, it's, you know, the fact that they've been there as often as they have. I live up in Moorhead, so I'm used to teams, you know, falling short in the, in the uh, state tournament. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just to get there is something. You know, there's a lot of programs who would love to just even get there once. So what do you think about the one-two punch of White Bear and Hill Murray? There's a lot of people that would argue with you that Hill Murray is better than White Bear Lake. I think I put Hill Murray ahead of White Bear Lake. I think they're a year away. But right when you say that Bill Lechner's teams always play the right way, but so do Tim Sager's. I think those two are on a terrific collision course. Yeah, I got them nine ten. So there's really not a. It's just a hair's difference between the two, and and part of it had to do, you know, I, who's coming back, who's not, and I, you know, I, I'm not quite sure yet at Hill Murray. I, I think I know now now that we've started practices and stuff. But there was that question mark in my head, and that's why I slipped them behind White Bear Lake. Well, they I, could easily slip, to be honest. Tim, I think I think this is kind of White Bear Lake's uh, last kind of kick at the at the can, so to speak. There, they, from what I'm told, they don't have a lot uh, look to look forward to next year. But this is kind of their year, and I get it back. And maybe I'm overanalyzing it, but the sense of community in White Bear Lake, I think, is is, is a variable that Hill Murray can't really claim necessarily. But Hill Murray's coach is fabulous. Uh, I think it's White Bear Lake's action to lose at this time, so to speak. But uh, uh, what? Am I, am I wrong in my thoughts? I just think community comes into it more than uh, the private school. Well, so that was a question, Tim, if I may jump in, that I asked the Red Knights. Uh, I asked Thompson and uh, Warner this question. I said, you know, a lot of these guys in these communities you play against have, have history. You know, I mean, they've known each other forever, and they, they work together, and, you know, they trust each other, the whole thing. Um, is it better, though, to come to the Red Knights and have a clean slate? And they go, oh, Absolutely. So I think it's up to the program, if you're the pioneers, to have that slate cleaned. And I think that Bill Lechner and, and Coach Schaffhauser, the whole team, Absolutely. do an amazing job of, of bringing that team together. And they have won state titles. They do go deep into the state tournament. And, you know, uh, Coach Lechner, I have the utmost respect for. I love the man. And he always says to me, he always gives me a hard time because he thinks I diss him in the top ten to start the season. And I always say, Bill, you got to earn it. What do you think of that? Oh, wow. He's like, well, the Hornets don't. That sounds like something he would tell his kids. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, you know, the, 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 I, I think when you're, when you're 
the Red Knights are a separate situation this year, but I, I think when you're in the situation of the Pioneers, there's always the unknown of who's going to step up and who's not. And can they come together as a group? I really do think so. I think the Pioneers will be a problem. And that I've got them on my short list of the Final Four in the state tournament. Wow. I do. Well, it's hard to really go against a program that has the success, plus the coaching uh, uh, staff that they have as well, and they always bring in talented players. But I just think that the White Bear Lake, uh, the community part of it, being familiar with each other, I think gives them an advantage. Yes, the, the clean slate is good to, to build from, but if you already have the foundation in place, it's easier to add a second level to that. So I'm, I'm going to kind of migrate toward White Bear Lake. Well, he's going to stick with the, uh, the Suburban East uh, Conference, White Bear Lake Bears. I just don't want to get those crazy fans mad. Now, how about this? Greg Zanin, the former Wild defenseman, your coach at Stillwater takes over for Matt uh, Doman. And um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you got an NH another NHL player coaching high school players in Minnesota. What a gift for the great state of hockey. You know, it's funny when when uh, when we talked to him about the uh, Stillwater season preview here, one of the things he talked about specifically was how tough he wanted his team to play to be to play against. You know, one of those hard-nosed, physical teams that just kind of grinds on you. And uh, I suppose just like, you know, he was as a player. So I wouldn't expect anything different from them. Yeah, I mean, you know, the way he played is the way they're going to play. But that's a little bit different look to what they did. So will it take a year to transition to that toughness? Or will they be a problem at a, a bracket buster? Bart? Oh, I, I think that they're going to inherit it uh, right away. If the coach uh, has, a, has a, a plan, it's up to the players to follow through with that plan. That's why he's the coach. But I think there might be some growing pains about it. But but I think they're going to come out of the gate playing like the coach wants them to play. Otherwise, they might not get as, as much ice time as they want. Another one-two punch in the Section 5 AA consists of the Maple Grove Crimson and the Blaine Bengals. Uh, Tim, you don't love Blaine as much as I do at this stage of the game, but you certainly like Maple Grove. I might even like Maple Grove even more. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it's funny when you bring up Maple Grove and the Crimson. You bring up to Jerry Burrow, and he just just like, eh, not grooving off it. I am. Um, I liked how they played the tradition in the park. Holiday Classic last year, they've got a bucket load of talent. Not only is it a bunch of talent, but they've lost a bunch of talent too. They have they've lost uh, over the last few years, lost a bunch of guys to the uh, developmental the U.S. developmental program too. I mean, you count those guys in, and we're talking about potentially a number one ranked team. Um, it's kind of sad. Still, I, I mean, you know, I, mean, I get the back. developmental team and, and all that, but what, why? <laughs> I mean, you're at Maple Grove. I mean, this is a great program. you got a great coach. I don't get it. I, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't get it. You want to go to high school in Ann Arbor and play in the Ushel with half shields and get your eyes carved up? <laughs> get after it, buddy. We're happy for you. Well, indeed, they did lose some uh, formidable players. I mean, they lost uh, Trevor Kukonen and Tyler uh, Kosaleski, but uh, also Connor Kelly and Brock Faber uh, gone as well. But they keep bringing up these high-end talents. I think they're going to be a, a force. But, again, I, I have so much respect for Blaine and the program that it's going to be kind of, to me, it's going to be a neck-and-neck -neck race until push comes to shove. Uh, but it's going to be an interesting race to, to follow or an interesting section to follow. You know, it'll be fun. You know, uh, Bryce Brzezinski, obviously, for good reason, got a lot of attention last year for Blaine. But I'm kind of curious to see what uh, Cole Hansen, Carson Reichels, and those guys do this right, year. Right. You know, they, they put up a ton of points, and I want to see if they can continue that and, and 
make that ascendancy up into Mr. Hockey candidates themselves. Reichels was legit last year, and, and I expect to see more out of him this year. And the, the Blaine kids looked very good in their scrimmages this past weekend at the St. Louis Park Rec Center. Don't turn your back on them. Centennial, you can never you, you never know them. And same thing with Champlain Park, and in comes Tatino Grace as well, uh, part of the mix in the Class 2A. Welcome to the double-A hockey for the uh, Eagles. Throw them uh, right into the fire. Uh, <laughs> the Holy Family Catholic fire. Let's now look at the uh, <laughs> section six double A, and this is this is the uh, this is the very intriguing section to me. Uh, you know, obviously you've got Benel St. Margaret's uh, at one. You love Blake. You'd marry him if you could. I mean, holy smokes, Tim. I mean, it's like you got here's Tim Colomines. He's got a full spread on the Blake Bears. He 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 he's in love with McClanahan, who I love. Uh, he's got Red Knights 1, Blake 4, Edina 8, and Wyzetta 14. Creed and Durham Hall not even clicking the meter, and they're pretty good too. What do we do yeah, here I know. this Matt section? Gleason might very well be Mr. Hockey. I know. Can you <laughs> – everybody's calling that out. You know who's all over that is Matty Ice, our uh, uh, assistant to the original that? manager. He is uh, all over uh, Gleason, the former Creed and Durham Hall Raider. But let's get to the nuts, nuts and bolts here. The uh, Benel St. Margaret's Red Knights, uh, you've got ranked one. I've got them two, you know, just because of EP's summer of the players that they added. Uh, Blake at number four. Uh, I just, here's the thing, Tim. I need to see them do more. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're not yeah. capable of it. They just haven't proven it to me yet. You know, part of this, too, is when this book went to print and I had them at number four, uh, uh, Tristan Bros was coming back. You know, we talked to him, and he, you know, yeah. And now that he's not, or, or that's the rumor that I've heard, and, and you know, without him there, I'd move him back. Maybe I flip, uh, you know, maybe I move them back closer to eight, slightly dine up a little bit, and shift everybody up. A, so a couple you'd be of about spots. where I'm I think at, that's going to hurt. So I got Edina at five. Probably I got in that eight, eight seven, range eight. now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's where I've got him. So we agree with that. Okay, that's cool. I got Edina at five. And I'm telling you, man, this Jimmy Clark, their freshman, could be their best forward. And that's not saying, oh, my God, they're in trouble. This kid is legit. Isn't he a ninth grader? Yes. And, you know, he was on the Bantam AA team. He's come up with my buddy's kid the whole way, so I've watched him uh, quite a bit. Um, it's been interesting watching his evolution, but the way he played the, quote, big boy game the other day against Minnetonka was very impressive, and he was their best forward on the ice. Now, they got another player that I'm very fond of, uh, and I got to throw this one out there. He was a JV player. I bet you he potted 25, 30, 40 goals, and that was Emmett Worst. The guy is about 6'2", controlled fury. He can score. He can play 200 feet. He's underrated, and uh, just remember that name right here on the Overtime Hockey Podcast. Tim, have you ever heard of him? Uh, the only thing I've that heard of no. is that he had uh, one goal at varsity last year. So got a little bit of time, but not much. I know. I mean, he, I'll keep my I, eyes I, on him. I want to see Clark, too, for you. Uh, Clark is amazing. Then the defensemen are really good. The goaltender is terrific. Josh Harding has done one hell of a job with Loudon Hogue, and um, it's been noticeable, the differences that that young goaltender has made. So, you know, tip of the cap there to what they're doing. But don't. You keep throwing out these NHL names. I love it. Uh, don't ever turn your back. Uh, every team's well, got a couple here. Well, yeah. that's the whole point. I mean, I, 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 I think you, you, you could live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Or you could live in anywhere, and you get one, maybe, one NHL coach. 
coaching some AAA team somewhere. But here, you've got NHL players peppering these high school rosters like it's never done before. And they're they're evolving the game to levels we've never experienced. And I, I think it's awesome. And, you know, we're, we're seeing it live and in person. Bart, you know, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think I think it, it can only benefit Minnesota high school hockey to get uh, some someone with that kind of resume out there. But there's a lot of good coaches that never played a lick in the NHL as well. But I think it's a good thing for Minnesota. You talking about to, Grizz? Well, I'm talking about uh, Grizz. I'm talking about uh, Coach House. <laughs> I'm talking about a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of good coaches out there, and it only benefits really. But I'd like to kind of transition back to the Blake uh, situation. Oh. I mean, before Braz actually uh, left, as it stands, they had a whole bunch of people returning, and they have a, a nice young man named Miller and they have best and saber but or sabre or however you pronounce it but they do have uh, some piece saber. of the puzzle saber thank you i, I was hoping but i'll go sabre sabre it just sounds better <laughs> but that's going to be a tough section but i uh, and again their worst has a, a brother as well but uh, i think they're not done growing at six two they'll probably be about six six two fifty uh, just like their uh their family uh, lineage but i think it's a benefit to have the nhl players i tried to talk brad maxwell i played an alumni game uh, about three years ago where Brad Maxwell was there and they had a meet and greet and I talked to him about getting into the coaching ranks and told him all the former NHL players and what an impact they've had on the young kids and molding them into the players and and I think I piqued his interest but he hasn't jumped into the mix but it's nice to see other players uh, former NHL players coming into the mix to tutor these young kids because I think that's a benefit to Minnesota overall in, in long term short term as well. Uh, why is that is going to be a problem? I'm oh sorry go ahead go ahead. I'm, I was just feeling left out. All you guys are name dropping on me here with all these NHL guys. Well, <laughs> it's, Pete, it's, 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 it's 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 because there there's a term in professional wrestling that if you uh, work in or are around the business to be around the pro wrestlers, you're known as a quote mark. And so basically, Bart Archer is a mark. Uh, I'm kidding. Hey, I want to throw a shout out to the NHL weekend. guy here too. He looked at me. So, uh, uh, why is that? Is going to have a, uh, be have something to say as well, Crete and Durham Hall. It's a very deep section. On to Section Seven AA. There's only one really ranked team in there in Andover, but you have Grand Rapids up in the upper echelon, as do I. Uh, I like them a lot. I think Duluth East is going to be problematic, and uh, look out for Elk River as well. Yeah, you know the thing about Grand Rapids. Um, that I'm expecting, and this might be a year early for them, and I think I mentioned that. They had seven guys in the Elite League, including, I think, four sophomores. Uh, no, three sophomores. And and just that, that level of talent that they've got at that sophomore level, that sophomore class, I think is going to uh, just get, just going to raise that, that program back up to where we've seen them over the last couple of years. Uh, I mean, up until this, this last two years where things have kind of bottomed out a little bit. But... Uh, this might be the year Duluth East takes a step back into the pack. Um, you know, Mike Randolph, obviously a great coach, lost a lot of seniors, uh, kind of unprecedented. A couple of guys leaving early to go to, to different junior programs. Um, it almost looks like they're starting over when you look at the roster. There's not that much back, and it's going to be tough on that team. But I think you echo my sentiments. It's hard to co co uh, count a coach Randolph coach team out of the mix, but Grand Rapids is always, uh, you know, the, the seven – players from the elite league i think grand rapids has always had a pretty good litany of goaltending with the hunter shepherds and the the stay skulls and the holems and such but who is in goal for grand rapids i didn't get that deep but i think the goaltender for grand rapids is going to be a, a huge indicator whether they're going to have huge. that kind of success or not because of the young kids he's going to help give them confidence right to on. learn and play right on. make the big play and, and, you know we're going to get a really yeah, good sneak preview of them at the holiday classic that's Perfect. going to be uh, put them right into the brimstone 
That's uh, Carter Clafton in goal for Grand Rapids. He's a veteran guy, been around. Yep. I remember um, the name. So yeah, he'll he that should really. I mean, if he's solid early in the year while those guys are adjusting to the varsity level and, and kind of feeling out the whole process, they're going to be really tough. That's like exciting. I would expect maybe Rapids and East to start a little bit slowly, you know, because there's so many changes to both of those programs right now. But it wouldn't surprise me to see them, you know, push Andover in the playoffs. Although, like, if Andover doesn't win it this year. I'm not sure when they're going to. It's <laughs> well, set no, up for I mean, them right now. Right, it's, everything's it's, poised. It's, it's really interesting that you said that, Tim, because I have thought the same thing. You know, if they can't get past, well, I mean, but either Rapids or Duluth East, who have dominated the section for years, if they can't, who can? And it, it, it becomes, wow, incredibly frustrating for some really, really good hockey teams. And, you know, Mark Manny has uh, been around the block and back. He knows what he does. And there's no guy I would love to see be able to break through this year than him. It's terrific. He's been great for the high school uh, coaches association and the MSHSL. Um, but then Mike Randolph's a legend, and you know they they you know they've got their they've got their rhythm going in Grand Rapids too. And who's coaching in uh, Grand Rapids now? Yeah, do you know Tim? Have they named it? Named it? Obviously they have. Well, they they have named it. Uh, let me come up, I'll come up with a name real quick. Not here. trying well, to put you, you on the spot. Keep talking but... for just a second. I was just updating my list. Okay, obviously Chris Marinucci is not coaching there right. anymore. It, it's been a bit of a revolving door for a bit of a while. I mean, Trent Klatt was in there for a while, but uh, but if they can get that part figured out, that's really a, a great uh, – I, I love when Grand Rapids is relevant on the high school horizon. It just makes hockey a little bit better through the year. So Tim's clicking his computer right now because he doesn't – I know, know, right? We gave him some homework. I can yeah, hear all the Section title. 7 yeah, AA coach. people – or lightning. Oh, yeah, Chido. Wade. Chido, yeah, from Bemidji. Yep, yep. He's, uh, he's familiar with hockey up in this neck of the woods. I was, uh, I was <laughs> yeah, sleepwalking. Good coach. Good coach. Knows what he's doing. Yep. So we, we already touched on the uh, 8AA. So we, we pretty much have said that's uh, more heads to lose. However, we believe that St. Michael, Albertville, Buffalo, even Brainerd and Rozo, you've got those uh, Rozo queuing up to go at it with uh, the Moorhead spuds, which, which – it is fair enough. It should be really good. I agree with everything you just said. It's going to be a great year, that's for sure. But, uh, Tim, whenever Pete asks you a question, I'll always defer to you because what you say is far more important than what I say. So if he, if he throws something out there, go ahead and jump in right away, and I'll wait for you. So, uh, no, I can totally do that. Final part. thing, a couple things for you. You have a couple things in your book, book Tim, that say uh, uh, Edina will. So? Bart Archer, Edina will. Edina will uh, challenge, but I don't think they're going to get to the Excel Energy Center this year. Tim? I said Edina was going to fall to uh, Benilde in that section final. I think they get there, but the Red Knights uh, knock them out. I agree. I think you've got a trifecta here. Mm -hmm. I think think you do. Okay, who's going to win Mr. Hockey, Tim Kolomainen? I'm going down to Class A. I like uh, wow, Blake dipping from down. Bermintown. Who? I'm dipping down. Yeah, I, it was a really close call. I liked him and uh, Matt Gleason were my two favorites. And I just think, uh, you know, Biondi, he's, he's a University of Minnesota guy. Uh, he came back to Hermantown because they fell short last year, and I think he wants to go out with a state title. Um, you know, that didn't work out for Casey Middlestead, but he still won Mr. Hockey that year. So 
I think Biondi's gonna gonna get his uh, Mr. Hockey this year. See, I don't disagree with that at all. I, the Gleason pick, uh, it's kind of a wait and see. We've been talking uh, great things. He's a he's a fabulous player, a wonderful kid. I just uh, I, I want to see I want to see him be able to carry it uh, throughout the course of the year and not just in the regular season. But I think those are two for, pretty formidable picks. And, and if you look at it, I mean Kaiser from Andover, Michaelis from uh, Elk River. He's they have some competition, but those clearly are two that are probably going to rise to the top and, and create some focus. Yeah, Wait, I, 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 I'm going to go. What's going on? What is? Oh, can you still hear me? Yeah. We don't know if we want to now after all that noise. What is I'm happening kidding, there? Uh, I'm going to go with, I, you know, you guys know I love Messenberg. Yep. And uh, I'm going to take him. And, and, you know, the, the, the truth is, is he's so under the radar. And, and, you know, if you asked his coach and if you asked a couple of key scouts, Right. That's the best 200-foot player that's ready for the next level that I've seen. And I'm going to take it. Is he the flashiest? Absolutely not. Is he a self-promoter? Absolutely not. But he's my guy. What about Johnny Middlestead and Eden Prairie? I mean, he's got to be in at least the conversation, he, don't he, you think? I, I would think he's in the mix, but I think Blake Messenberg's better. Sure. I love John, and he's great. And, you know, Messenberg has got uh, – a next level future for him that I think should be pretty impressive. Yeah, I think we saw a hint of that last year when he was playing. He really kind of would, would surface uh, and really kind of excel quite a bit. But he's going to be a fun, exciting player to watch. And having him and Schweitzer on the point, uh, that's going to be a dynamic duo to, that other teams are going to have to contend with. Tim, your class double-A state title winner? Uh, I'm going uh, St. Cloud Cathedral with the repeat. Uh, double A. Beat Hermantown in du- that championship double game. A. Double A. That, that, double A. No, he said Class A. Did I? Yeah. I thought I said Double A. No, you said Class I'm, A. Okay. Mm, Am I expecting uh, Cathedral to move up? No, I'm not. <laughs> I think I think Benid wins. <laughs> I'm going nailed all the way. If they knock you down out in that section final, I'm taking the them all the way to the, to the championship. How about you, Bart? I like Eden Prairie. I just, I just, they've been there before. It's been recent memory. They have a great coaching staff. They have the, the, the all the checks in the right boxes. So I'm going to say it's going to be uh, between Benilde and probably Eden Prairie. And I don't want to rule out Andover, but I'm going to go with Eden Prairie. I like Eden Prairie. However, I love Benilde. Oh, I love Benilde too. Now, I love I, them all. Well, what I mean by I love Benilde is I love them to win it because okay. uh, I, I, I've been around these teams, and I don't know if I've seen a team that's closer than them that, that gets it. And um, I think they're going to have an Odyssey-type season. I could be totally wrong. No, I don't think you are. Uh, they have all the checks in the right uh, boxes. You know, and uh, high school hockey is a lot better when Ken Pauley's in the headlines and his teams because you got to have someone you love to hate. Would you both agree with that? I love them. I don't hate them at all. Well, I don't either, but the, everybody else does. They're <laughs> okay. so jealous. I don't know why, but yeah. It's just the, 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 just the envy. Would you agree with that, Tim? Envy and jealousy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you win and you win a lot, you win wow. frequently, it puts a target on your back. People, people hate you for that kind of stuff. People must love Kurt Giles, then, huh? This, this has been a fifty. <laughs> I'm sure this yeah. has been a fifty-two minute segment. <laughs> Bart Archer just wet himself. He's laughing so hard. I'm sorry. He's laughing so hard. He just wet himself. That was a good one. People love Kurt Giles, don't they? Yeah. We, we, <laughs> Wow, Bart Archer just absolutely soiled himself. No, he was I so did happy. Not. That was a good one. That was really funny. It wasn't bad. I loved it. Tim, this has been a 52-minute segment. Thank you for hanging with us, man. And we, if you're still with us, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Hockey fans. Man. It's a good I'm thing we didn't kidding. get into Class A after all. I, I kind of let the cat out of the bag on my Class A prediction. Well, I know. I? That's for next week, and thanks for ruining that. No, it's a tease. 
Oh, oh, it's a tease. It's Giving a tease. it away is a tease hey, now. Hey, Hermantown lurking. If fake they have news. Beyondi, they're lurking Tim in the background. Tim Kolamainen is fake news. Oh, my goodness. Don't say that to anybody that you like. Hello? Hello. Are you still with us, hey, Tim? Hey, Tim, Tim, uh, did you have fun with us? He's gone. You guys there still? Yeah, can you hear me? Hello, hello, caller. Yeah, can you hear me? Can you you're hear me now? Cutting in and out here all of a sudden. I'm oh. not sure. I'm only hearing about half what you're saying. Okay, can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Uh, Tim Colomine. I can for a moment. Timmy Colomine, can you hear me right now? Yes, ma'am. Okay, final thoughts. I gotcha. Final right. thoughts. We're going to sign off here. What do you got for me? Final thoughts on this season? Yep. yep. Well, I think this one is, like you mentioned, up for grabs a little more than usual. Uh, probably 10, 12 teams that could win it. Usually we're looking at, you know, 3 4 as the favorite. Um, so I like the idea that we've got a, a, a wider range of top-level teams that we're watching. I like the fact that we've got some Mr. Hockey candidates that are on non-traditional powers. We mentioned uh, Brissini from Buffalo. You know, guys like that. That uh, Rosemount, as a, as a program, I'm going to go back and smooch them a little bit here, too. Ooh. Same thing, guys sticking around and playing at a non-traditional <laughs> power. I just like the, the idea. I, yeah, I, I just like that idea of guys sticking around. Promote yeah. it, too. It's, it's really awesome. Totally agree with you. Okay, Bart, your final thoughts on the season. My final thoughts is I'm going to echo Tim's sentiments to a certain degree. You know, normally there's four or five teams that are legitimate contenders for a state title. It's wide open this year, and I think that really, I mean, sure, there's three or four, maybe five favorites, but uh, it's a wide open field, and I think that, that bodes well for keeping people's interest, keeping them invested, and in, uh, and through to the, the race to the X. But I think it's going to be a fun ride this year, probably more fun than it has been in recent memory. I am looking more forward to this season than I ever have. Uh, we're going to have 143 total games that we're doing, including the girls and the boys. Uh, we're going to have the Dinah Holiday Classic, the Tradition in the Park, the Walzer Tournament for the girls. We're going to have the Catholic Cup. We're going to have the North-South Classic, uh, Benilde St. Margaret's Boys and Girls, Eden Prairie, Edina, Minnetonka, Academy of Holy Angels. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And, and, and for me, all of these teams have marquee matchups. We're going to be bringing big-time games each and every night to your, your uh, television screen at home. We look forward to bringing everybody in, and uh, it's going to be an incredible year. Who's going to win it? It's up to anybody. I'm leaning toward the Red Knights, but I'm saying it's not a guarantee because anybody from any section has the potential to win it. Tim, thank, you for, your, uh, Tim, thank you for your time. <laughs> You're welcome. I appreciate I I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this a lot. It's been a while. It I, was I really fun. We did too, and uh, we'll be back on the air with you next year. Uh, next next year. Next week with the uh, Class A final or the Class A uh, discussion, too, and uh, that should be a lot of fun. Bart's quickly gets sharpening his pencil, going to work and uh, preparing for that uh, great discussion next Indeed. week. We're going to be bringing on Northern Michigan University's Phil Ballou next weekend. Oh, former uh, Hound. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Well, he I can't wait yeah. to He's going to be great. Him he and Shide, He and Shide here today. We've got a WCHA player coach we're bringing on every year. We've partnered with them. Exciting. Awesome. Uh, our organization, MNHockey.tv, has also uh, partnered with uh, Minnesota Hockey. We're going to be doing all of the state tournaments, regional, uh, select regional tournaments, and some of their tournaments that they're a part of. Uh, and then, of course, you know all of the teams that are part of our original six family. That's going to do it here for the Overtime Hockey Podcast. For Bart Archer and Tim Colomani, I'm Pete Wagner. So long, everybody.